I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in B-Smoke. Stop being gazelle. You're not average. You're not even good. You were born to be great. What's going on, world? Welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host, CJ, joined as always by the Bayesian sensation, Mr. Carl Phillips. What's happening? And Dr. Thomas, what's going on, my brother? What it do, what it do, what it do? I'll give you the straight brief intro today, man. We got a lot to cover. I don't know why, but it seems like we haven't done it in a while. I don't know. Did we do it on like Tuesday last we did, week? It yeah, feels we like did it's it. been kind of long. When did we do it? We did one the weekend. That's what it was. We did one, the last one the weekend when we was in Houston, I think. Nah, we didn't, Carl. You tripping, bro? We, we, did yeah, it like we were supposed to do Remember one I, while we were I, I in Houston. Extended my flight. Yeah, we never did it in Houston. Oh, uh, we, no, we did do two, one in Houston. We had to we? do one in but Houston. Not, not I don't remember. No, wow. we did it in my room. Remember Candace went to... Yeah, oh, yeah. So we did the morning. That was a... That had to be like a Tuesday because yeah. you left. No, he left we left. He left. He left the Wednesday morning, so it had to be either Monday or Tuesday no, morning. No, no, no. T- C left Tuesday. We left Wednesday, so it was Monday. No, he changed his flight. I left Monday, Wednesday morning. Remember? Oh, you yep. got it. Yep. Yeah. So Tuesday. So there we go. Tuesday, we Tuesday morning. morning. Okay, sorry, so it wasn't Tuesday. You got wow. that cold crap. Wow. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Off the routine we, for one week, y'all. And we, we wonder why we can't get an academic uh, <laughs> a sponsor to cut sponsor the podcast. <laughs> oh, no doubt. Oh, they definitely not trying to do that. No, wow. trust me, they're not doing that. Yep, no, so, uh, man, but we do have a sponsor for the podcast today, yes, which I'm excited about. That means uh, we're going to be able to pay our bills for one more month. Today's ooh, ooh. show is brought to you by Jet.com. For 20% off your first two orders over $35, visit Jet.com and enter promo code SUCCESS at checkout. Jet.com. Terms and conditions apply. Jet.com. For 20% off your first two orders over $35, visit Jet.com and enter the promo code SUCCESS at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. See Jet.com for details. Appreciate the love today. Um, so we got a lot to talk about, man, and I don't even really know where to start. I put uh, like a couple notes in my phone over the week, kind of like I always do. But I um, let's let's start with Carl first, because I know Carl was up north, oh, and that's man. not something that people from Barbados <laughs> probably do. Um, no, so no, that's you, something from people from Barbados do. But, uh, and and for those of you listening who do. don't know what up north is, right. let's just say uh, that's something that my mom's side of the family tends to do. Right, they I'm go saying. up north. Yeah, I'm just saying. Don't dad, say. I don't know that my dad's side of the family goes up north. And yeah, so when yeah, you live in say, Michigan, don't say that. Don't say that. Carl, them don't know him. He from Barbados. If he knew about it, he would. Let's just say. If you're from Detroit, you don't know that nothing about that up you north. Doing. Let me just say that oh, to you. you. If you're from Detroit, you're definitely not going up north. Man. Um, so for us living in Michigan, Lansing around there, of course, is, you know, southern Michigan. But northern Michigan, uh, we would say going up north when you go to the cottage or the cabin and yeah. go to the woods, kind of, if you will. And so those of you um, who are familiar with my descent understand why i said my mother's side always we always went up north my grandmother actually had a cabin up north so we go up there all the time and my my, my father's family we tended to go south i don't know what happened but we actually went the opposite direction to louisiana so um carl you went up north man so yes, tell us about sir. your first experience so, up north so y'all heard us talk about mike and erica these are our best neighbors in the world like let me just put it like that for those that don't know they're literally exactly next to eric and they have kids, you know, exact same ages as my kids are just about. And man, they've been telling us forever, like, man, y'all need to come up. Like, it's gonna be, y'all, we gonna have a blast. So this, my wife planned it, cause you know me, I'm just working, working, working. And we just went up there this weekend, man. And when I tell y'all, wow. 
So we pull up and when I tell you the cottage is on a lake, like it's just literally on the lake, like you walk out their back door and the lake is like, you know, I'm talking about like 15, 20 feet away. Um, just, just so what I want people to understand first is just getting out of your environment and doing something different. Um, literally, man, just being able to be there and I'm talking about on the boat. So let me give y'all this one because your boy was trying to surf and I just realized that that's not something that I'm strong at. I did it like six times. They, I'm talking about holding on to a rope at the back of the joint, the back of the boat. <laughs> he gunned the boat. And all I know is that I drank like 18 gallons of water in the first uh -huh. like three seconds. And we, I'm telling you, bro, I did like six times, see? And yeah, no. It, and I let never me tell you something. Uh, every time I fall out in the lake, I'm scared. I don't know why I feel like I'm about to get eaten by a shark. I'm like, I keep telling myself there's no sharks in there. But when you're just sitting there treading water oh, and the boat, you're waiting on the boat to come get you, I promise you, it feel like Lake Placid. I'm like, yep, I'm about to get swallowed Crazy, up right but, now. Hey, not to, not to keep it too long, man, but the deep thing for me was just exposing my kids to something else, man. Campfire tonight, you know what I'm saying? We're hitting the s'mores off. Mm. Um, yeah, they, of course the kids are, I'm talking about eating it up. And then the morning, like they're literally Literally, like, I saw my kids go, and it was 60 degrees that day. And my son was like, yo, I'm going in the water. I'm like, bet, go for it. And the, the water at the front there is just st stupid shallow. Like, they could jump around and play, and they're safe. And they were mm -hmm. in and out the water there. Get, his butt is freezing. He ran buck, dried off, changed his clothes. Then, like, 20 minutes later, he's back in the water again. Just the experience that they had, man, I'm telling you. Like, I want to... Yeah, let's put it this way. See, I walked away from there saying, like, I might I might need to get me a cottage. Just the experience that it's mm. doing for my kids, like, opening their eyes is just a whole different world, man. So, yeah, um, and the dope thing about it now is yeah, if keep, you do get one, you can make it a business adventure because yeah. you can let people Airbnb it while oh, you're no not doubt. up there. Oh, no doubt. What was you going to say, E? Oh, and, and so what was the, the so e, yeah, I got you, E. What he was telling me is here's the deep part, see, and again, exposure, exposure. So mm -hmm. Mike said to me, yo, I kind of grew up here. Like, this is where I grew up. So he was pointing across, yep, my uncle had a cabin over there. We had the same lake, like he looking across, the, it's like eight miles long, like a mile or two across. So we could see the other side of it. And he's like, yep, my uncle had a spot over there. My brother has a spot over there. He's like, my mom has a spot, not on the lake, but just behind the lake. And I'm just watching like, and he said to me, he's like, so I knew growing up that I was gonna have some kind of spot on this lake. Like it wasn't an option. So he literally, and, and mm. y'all don't know Mike like that, but man, just take this to what I'm saying. Mike has a full-time job and started a part-time that became full-time. Now he's working two full-time jobs just so he can meet that goal. So he, wow. I'm, I'm talking about like, but now he just said, ex explain explicitly to me, like the reason I have this cottage, the reason I have this boat is because of that part-time job that I started. I'm just like, whoa, when you get a goal, bro, you got a goal and you know what you want to go after. Somehow we always talk yeah. about it, but somehow everything in your life now lines up with that and you make sure that that thing happens, man. But overall, man, weekend was banana my kids was like yo this is the best weekend we ever had best weekend ever they just got to chill you know just be removed i literally put my phone down see i hadn't done that in about four years i put my phone down i ain't touch it for probably at least like 16 hours computer was in i had the computer with me but it was packed away in a bag like literally man so just just that time away to reflect think and enjoy the fam man i'm i'm refreshed and just yeah yeah ready to hit it yeah, no, that's dope, man. And uh, don't bring the kids down here for a little while then because I don't want to be compared <laughs> to Mike's cabbage. You know what I'm saying? We, we, no we, we, do, we do not have the lake out here. We do, we do not have those amenities. So let some time go by. Let them forget about it before you bring them down here. I got you. I actually, man, um, had had a great weekend as well, man. My uh, mom's side of uh, the family had a family reunion up in Michigan. As you guys know, I was back. 
and um, got a chance to spend a chance, uh, got a you know chance to spend time with my whole family, which was great because I have uncles. Shout out to my uncle Eric, my uncle Andy, uh, who live out of town. That all came in. My cousins, um, you know, all there. And you guys know my uncle Randy passed a couple weeks ago. And that's the same side of the family. So we had already planned the family party months mm. ago. And so it was just good, man, for, you know, my Aunt Sally and my cousins, um, you know, to have everybody around. And, man, we had a blast out at Reno's um, just hanging out, man, telling stories. And, you know, it's always funny, man. I want to shout out to my whole family, you know, who listens to the podcast. You know, you start this podcast and you kind of like, okay, you know, you'll get the ET people in and, you know, I'm sure you guys hear it all the time, what it's grown into now. Mm -hmm. My uncle Eric, who lives in Minnesota, was like, oh, yeah, I caught the last podcast. And I'm like, man, <laughs> I didn't even I haven't even talked to him in forever and I didn't even know he was listening. Um, but shout out to him. But just, um, you know, to feel that love from family and that support, you know, it meant the world, man. And um, of course, Trey. You know, being that we live down here in Atlanta and most of my family's in Michigan, you know, we try to get back as often as we can and keep them connected. Of mm -hmm. course, uh, Trey didn't want to leave. I had to, <laughs> he, he laughed at me. Fair foul. He laughed at me because I, I told Trey, don't worry about going home. He was a little sad. I was like, we got we got presents for you he at the house. Yeah. So, oh, here we, we go. go. Here he we go. Right. At the house, he was like clinging to my mom. He's like, Grandma. I'm like, we got presents at the house. He was like, bye, Grandma. <laughs> so, so, so I said, I see you later. do you have, do you got something wrapped or something at the crib? He's like, no, I'm going to take him to Toys R Us. I said, oh, <laughs> right. you don't have toys yet. You don't, no, you, man, uh, it was tough for him, man. Yeah, no, it was tough for him. Trey didn't want to leave. Then he was like, when we get back home, I'm going to get my presents and come right back. No I was question, like, yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Like, <laughs> now, I'm not going to define what right back is, but we will, we shall be back, my friend. So, um, yeah, I told you guys, he's, uh, yeah, he, next week we start with the uniform. So he's already told mm. me not to worry. Don't worry he's got about it, it all under he control, got but I got I to gotta order his uniform. And so, um, yeah, he's growing up. E, um, man, awesome sermon at church. Uh, just, man, incredible. And besides that, how was your weekend? Oh, man, incredible, man. We uh, had our first kickball, our first um, Sunday activity. We had a huge picnic. Tire Church came out. We played uh, kickball, the youth against the grown folk. And, uh, man, it was. Man, yeah, there's a lot of controversy on Instagram, uh, apparently. You didn't touch a base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw uh, it, that. It's a lot of controversy. <laughs> I saw that. We actually have. Adele actually put a video together that is going to show you that in actuality my foot touched the corner of the bag. What people don't realize is I played baseball back in the day. I played baseball through high school, and so you know that you when you go into third, you want to cheat. You don't want to put your whole foot because then you can't make that turn. So Adele is going to show on the video the replay. Instant replay. I hit that joint, and then with the tip, with the tippy toe, tap tap tap. And I came in, but let me tell y'all, I'm going to be real with y'all. I thought we was going to murder them young folks. <laughs> I just knew we was going to kill them. And the Tyus boy, first of all, shout out to the Tyus boys. They shouldn't even be allowed to play. I'm saying, they're not kids. I don't think Bonzel is nine. I don't think he's nine years old. Bruh, my man got me flat out. Like, I kicked it right in his chest, and he caught it. And not only did he call, I'm going to tell his daddy, actually. His father wasn't there. I'm going to tell his daddy. He catches the ball on me, see, and then runs toward me with a look like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and then all the other 
little kids like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, so you just disrespected the pastor. I hope a sheep bear don't come out and eat your little butt up. But um, no, man, we had the time of our life. Didi stole second base. She's stealing bases. It, we had the time of our lives. Nah. The oh, question, Didi was out there too? Oh, Didi was yeah, out there I ain't seen no video of Didi though. <laughs> yeah, Didi was out there killing them little kids. And so we had a ball. Now she did have to soak in Epsom salt that night. <laughs> oh, no cares? doubt. Well, who <laughs> cares about the night? You know, we beat them three to two. They said we cheated. I'd say we used our parental uh, power on a couple calls. You know, because the refs didn't really know what was going on. We, hey, it was so bad. Corshawn had his camera out, and we had instant replay. <laughs> we went back a couple times and looked at some plays. So, yeah, man, it was. But let me tell you something, Carl. The beauty said, of modern technology. Uh, yes, yeah, Carl sir. said the, um, you know, up north the lakes, man. I'm gonna say the same thing. On your own, man. It's a PC. The, listen to me. Walking in truth was the best church pastor. Trace, man, they took care of us. They charged us the least you could charge. You know what I'm saying? For rent. Uh, they were good to us, see. But y'all all know how it is when you're in somebody else's house. You know, uh, if you come up in a good home, you know, and you're renting, you know, your mama taught you. And so I'll be real, see. We would literally have church, and immediately after, you know, we 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 do our Bible study, we leave immediately afterwards. You know, we would, yeah, we would lock it up, clean it, get out. See, man, we came at 11. First, we had church Saturday, and then Sunday, man, 11 o'clock, Chuck got here first. They started cooking, man. Oh, come on. See, oh, man, Royce did the, the, the black bean burgers for the vegans. He did the uh, turkey. He did the beef. Uh, then Jamie brought the salmon, macaroni and cheese, rice, chicken. They had uh, sobriety, a, a variety of cake for... Um, um, Amanda, two years clean. We celebrated wow. Amanda for being two years clean. Man, I mean, we had the time of our life. And like I said, we were here from 11 to about 6, 7 o'clock at night. And man, I just, man, just to have your own see. We, uh, we don't have a lake. We probably need to make a little lake out there or build a pool. Oh, there's <laughs> but, enough uh, space for one. Right, yeah, yeah. But, but we had, I had the time of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I never felt this way before. <laughs> never felt this way before. Uh, Good, man. And uh, speaking of the black bean, that's one more thing I want to clear up real quick. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm perusing Instagram. <laughs> And uh, I'm seeing a bunch of congratulatory texts to I eat. I know, people on being up. On, becoming, <laughs> on becoming a vegan. And I'm saying, wait a minute. I was just with E and I, at the uh, uh, Grand Lux, and I, I, I thought I saw at least some form of chicken on his plate. But I could be mistaken. So E, you've been posting up all these pictures. We see you with your cousin shopping for all these vegetables. Yes, Hashtag yes, vegan yes. life. Yes. Are you an imposter? Well, I, or let, are you really a vegan now? Let me say this. I am not a vegan. Um, I'm doing this for my wife, but I will say when I was in Houston, I did not eat any meat uh, when you were with me. Uh, I haven't had meat. Oh, no. i seen I seen some type of meat, though. <laughs> no, no. You thought you did. No meat in Grand Lux. Um, I had in Grand Lux, I had... Um, Didi did eggplant. I did eggs and rice for a couple days. With the little stir fry, the stir fry vegetables. Yeah, I did, I did stir fry too, vegetables yeah. and rice, eggs. When I was in um, Denver, didn't do anything once. I went to a yard house 
had a turkey burger, but at Josh's event, I had um, carrots, string beans, and potatoes. And then when I got back home, for the most part, all we've been doing is vegan. But I will say this to you guys. I no, you not... just hit a burger the other day, bro. You be lying, bro. No, 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 no. Listen to me, guys. You just told me not... you hit a burger. No, no, no. At, uh, I, I hit the burger uh, uh, at, uh, at the... No, not at Brody. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At Brody for uh, that. <laughs> I did. But listen to me, guys. I'm not a vegan, but I will say this to you. The last 20 days, I probably eat meat twice. And I, I'm going to be real. And I put it up there. I do not want to go vegan, but I'm, I, I promise you, I'm probably going to have to go vegan uh, because, as I said before, the way we're going to reverse this MS is through Didi's diet. And if I don't eat right, Didi's not going to eat right. So, um, I, again, I do not want to do it. I'm, I, I don't want people to think I'm on some vegan thing, but um, my cousin's coming in. She's cooking. As a matter of fact, I'm proud that Arrington's is jumping on this as well. Moni and Chuck, um, they're oh, a part of God. it as well. So we're doing it as a, a group, and I'm trying to help Moni and Chuck. So I'm just going to be real with y'all. This is not something that I want to do. Um, like I said, I love – I'm not a meat eater like that. I ain't going to lie. I'm, I'm not like, no, I, I don't get down with – like I might eat uh, meat during the week at Chipotle, but my wife doesn't cook it. Like I don't eat steaks and stuff like that. I'm not a real big meat eater, but I don't necessarily do the vegan thing. But because my wife is not going to eat right unless I eat right, um, when I'm at home, I'm going to have to tackle it, but I ain't going to lie. If I'm on my own, you know what I'm saying, like if I find myself – So long story <laughs> short, you're a vegan that eats meat. <laughs> well, I, I'm not even gonna say that. See, like, I, I'm I'm not gonna lie and say that. I'm I'm not gonna say that either. Like, I, I, if that's the case, I'm a vegan too. You know what I'm well, no, you eat every day. Yeah, I will everything say this. that vegans eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all he eat. But I will say this to you guys. I do not want to do this, but I'm not gonna lie. Y'all know me. I ain't fake. When I do something, I go 120. Like that's just me. So I'm 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 probably going to have to go vegan here soon. Because, like I said, my wife, she cheated when we were at the cafeteria together. And again, it goes back to me. She saw me eating a burger, so my wife ate some dessert, and she was out of it, you know, for the next day. Like, because the diet actually affects her. It don't affect me. I, I can eat whatever I want to eat. It don't oh, affect me. I'm talking about anything. Yeah. Yeah, I can eat anything. It don't affect me. I get me. stronger with a nice slow oh, yeah. sandwich. <laughs> no, if I eat late at night, I snore at night. Yeah, I like Popeye with the spinach. Yeah, but I, but I, but I, I definitely... I'm going to go closer and then. So what are you gonna put in the middle of your sandwiches? Are you not? I don't do, know if you're doing, doing bread. bread no more either. Oh, I'm right. not doing bread. Yeah, I ain't, ain't doing bread. bread. Oh yeah. no, I, I literally haven't done bread in I don't know how long. And bread is worse for me. For those of you who know me, bread is, is a struggle. Meat ain't no struggle for me. I can go without eating meat. I'll make a macaroni and cheese sandwich or a spaghetti sandwich. I don't necessarily need meat, but I definitely bread. But TJ said this to me, and I want y'all to listen to me. I started working with TJ, and he said, E. If you're going to lose your gut and I'm going to work with you, you can't eat bread because you're going to make me look bad. So what I need you to do is I need you to eat it between 8 to 12. And I'm like, bro, I can't commit to eating no bread from, like, I'm just not that kind of dude. I can't commit to eating up from 8 to 12. If I eat it, I'm eating it. So I've literally given up bread. I don't have any bread in my home. And what I'm using in, in place of bread is I buy the, um, uh, like, uh, collard greens, and, uh, you know, I use the collard greens and put all of my vegetables or whatever I'm going to eat. I put it in the middle of the collard greens and eat it. But I'm off bread, bro. I don't that's not something that I could play with. Like I can eat a piece of chicken and go two, three weeks without. I can't eat bread, you know, here and there. So, yeah, bread 
Death of auto-tune, bruh. Death of bread. E.T. has given up bread. Now, what, now, what, now what about them desserts? Because I, oh, I, I know have, my eyes didn't deceive yeah. me with the Yeah, I don't have a problem with, with the chocolate chip either. cookies. You know, I don't have a problem with dessert either, but I'm, I don't know that I'm going to say I'm going to give up sugar. Like, that's vegan, vegan. That's what, So if you want to say what I am, see, go vegetarian. But I had an egg today. I, I'm not. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm, you might as well say vegetarian. <laughs> I was gonna say, is like, egg vegetarian? It is. I don't know. I don't know. Some people say because it's from chicken, it is. Some people say it's not. I just think vegetarian is no pork, beef, chicken. No meat. And I say meat fish. Like but some people who are vegetarians say they eat uh, fish occasionally. So I, don't, I just think vegetarian is like all meat, no meats whatsoever, no fish, no nothing. Yeah. But listen to me, guys. I, for those of you who are going to be watching me, like you at a restaurant watching me, I believe moderation is the key. So I'm going to try my hardest with my wife to do the vegan thing. But I, I don't mean to say this in a bad way, but I, I'm not sick. Like, you know what I'm saying? As I know today, like I ain't got nothing as I know today. So, uh, you know what I'm saying? So for me, it's moderation. I will never say I will never eat another piece of chicken. I'll never eat dessert again. But, um, you know, after I left uh, Grand, I mean, after I left Houston, my wife cheated a little bit and I could see how it impacted her. And so I just told my wife, like, boo, you're just going to have to just go full vegan. Like, you can't go back and forth because it's, it's killing you. So her thing was, I can't eat one way if you eating another way in the house. If you buying Chipotle, oh, yeah. no, I can't no, do no, it. Definitely. So I'm like, all right, I got you. So as long as I'm in the house or I'm on the road with my girl, I'm going full vegan to support her. But I promise you, if you see me by myself in Miami and I run up, <laughs> I mean, in Houston, and I run up on cool waters, and I grabbed that rice and cool peas runnings. and cool that, run the cool runnings uh, and that, 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 uh, that uh, curry chicken or that jerk chicken. Don't look at me crazy. But, yeah, see, as long as I'm with D, man, I got to, yeah, I got to, we got 40 more years together. And I'm just seeing how diet, man, they saying that that thing can reverse um, the way you eat. Like some of the stuff that she's eating, inflammatory, it's like it's, it's, it's causing, you know, certain things that happen in her body. And I'm just like, nope, I got to go ahead and go full blast and so there's some of you listening for real y'all know what i'm talking about y'all are not in a position not to go 120 and so i'm i am challenging those of you who like me you like certain things but it's not good for your health we just met with our guy jim who found out we found out his son i don't know the disease his son got carl will come back to it but man it's so bad this dude can't eat uh, he can't I'm eat no wheat nothing it's no crazy wheat, no yep. soy no desserts. And he said when he was um, 17, he discovered he had the disease. Celiac? Was that yeah, it? Something celiac like that. disease, yeah, I think he was it just is. saying that, um, man, he, he said it was so hard. See, people used to tease him, you know, at the different, um, you know, uh, school functions when he would go out. But uh, he just made a commitment, man, to, um, you know, change his diet. He has to drink this nasty drink every day. And so just listening to him today, I was just like, wow, that's, Didi ain't that bad. She can eat it. It might, you know, it might affect her a little bit, but not to that extent. But after hearing little fella today, I just was like, yep, it's time to not only go in myself, but like I said, uh, me and Chuck have made a commitment to each other. And uh, I'm going to try to help Chuck and, uh, and, my, and, and my homie Moni. And we're going to get in here, man, and, you know, try to knock this thing out, man. See, so. see the way y'all going. I might not be the skinniest dude on the team much longer. Oh, no, I'm not doing that, though, Carl. You know I'm not doing that, Carl. I eat way more mashed potatoes if I have to. to keep <laughs> well, let, let me on. tell you something. Let me tell you something. You, you got the genetic advantage over me and E, for sure. No, no. We got, hey, 
we we come from a long line of eaters. You you kind of <laughs> you got the genetic advantage on your side, but um yeah, my people no, get man, that pre- face and that gut real quick, Carl. They mm. not oh they not morbidly obese, but they obese though. <laughs> right, exactly. Not morbid. Yeah, but I, 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 at some point it's all morbid. So yeah. hey, it is what it is. Um, real quick. Uh, again, guys, we appreciate our sponsor this yes. week, man, Jet.com. Today's show is brought to you by Jet.com. For 20% off your first two orders over $35, visit Jet.com and enter promo code SUCCESS at checkout. And Carl actually used Jet.com, Carl. Yes, sir. How was it? Tell us about it because I didn't get a chance. They, they sent you the money, apparently. You had the money on your account, hey, they and put, uh, <laughs> you you went shopping without us. They put it in the best hands. Yeah, no, we we my wife and I sat, man, and literally. So first of all, I just be honest with y'all. What blew my mind was the variety of stuff. And, and it's not Jet Magazine though. Let's get that out the way. Magazine. Uh, Jot, I thought it was. I thought I was about com. to get a Beauty yep. of the Week. Yeah, no, I no Beauty confused. of the Week. No, but seriously, man, this site was it blew my mind because from from and I'll give you the full spectrum. It blew my mind. Fresh fruit. Like you can order bananas, you could get avocados, you could get fresh fruit. I'm talking about from sitting at home. My wife and I are sitting together on a couch. I'm talking about stress-free as all get out. Just sitting there like, yo, let's just grab some groceries real quick. And here's the cool thing, see. The more you add to the cart. So my wife was like, yo, something wrong with this? Like I just added something else and the price went down. That's their thing. Like the more you Mm. add, like you actually save prices on some other products. So the process is very, very well organized. Literally, it's like I said, from fresh fruit all the way to like, you could get like furniture, office furniture. You could get grown man gifts on that joint. I looked down and there was a a part that I clipped on. (laughs) There's a a part of that that I clicked on that said like, yo, are you over 18? I was like, yeah, but I'm scared now. But no, literally, I'm telling you, the diversity of products on there, man, is insane. Let me tell you something, our promo code about to blow up. (laughs) Success me out. Success, but seriously, man, they don't have any membership fee. You just get on there, look for what you want. And then they're talking about two-day delivery. Like, the products are there in two days, man. Obviously, if you're doing fresh fruit, that stuff got to get there quick. But, yeah, so, no, extremely impressed with the service, man. Like, blew my mind. And my wife is geeked. She got stuff, and she ain't had to go to Walmart. She ain't had to go to Meijer. She ain't had to go nowhere. Just at home getting it, man. So awesome yeah. service. And I didn't, and I didn't know you could do uh, fruits and vegetables flat out. Some, I'm about to get on there and get some avocado. Is it just me? Like, I feel like avocados just blew up in the last like five, ten years. Like, so where have avocados been my whole I, I life? Like, guacamole that. went that yeah. deep. I think it was Chipotle that blew up avocados. Avocados owe a lot to Chipotle because I oh, promise you, sure. when I was coming up, I don't remember anybody eating avocados. Like, so it, it's, it's weird just a for phenomenon me, see, now. Literally, growing up in Barbados, my grandmother had a tree in the yard. Literally, I could go outside and see what an oh. avocado like growing on the tree. So I grew up with that joint. And let me just be real with you: the ones that you getting. Like, they're not even, like, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about, like, you would take yeah. that off the tree and eat it like an apple. Like, it was sweet. Like, they were That's way crazy. bigger than the ones that I see now, too. So, but no, really, I heard really. he say that, too. Like, they literally, like, just seem to have blown up here in, like, the last couple of years. You never heard about them joints nowhere. Like, for real. Yep. And so, if you uh, are not as fortunate as Carl to have an avocado <laughs> tree outside of your door, jump on jet.com again 20% off your first two orders over $35 visit jet.com and enter promo code success at checkout all right i want to get into something man that um i briefly mentioned to you guys but i wanted to bring it to the podcast because i felt like you know this was one of those moments that you know we can kind of, we did, i purposely I told you guys, we, we purposely like don't talk to each other about stuff now until we do the podcast. Right. We're like, cause I want to get y'all genuine, like unthought 
uh, out feelings about what you know what's going on. But um, Candace and I were on the plane, and we were headed to. Uh, I believe it was Houston or I don't know. We, we've flown so much. This is the first time I've been home all July. I just got home like yesterday and was gone. But we were on a flight and it was just the two of us. And we're on this flight and it was already like a smaller flight. And, you know, it was kind of an old crappy plane. And we're on the plane, right? And so we're in first class, like maybe like the last row of first class. And there's a there's only one seat open in first class. Usually they bump somebody up, Delta bump somebody up, but for whatever reason, they didn't bump somebody up on this flight. And so there was uh, two seats in front of us. The guy was sitting by the window and then on the aisle, there was no seat, right? So I'm like, oh, okay, it's an open seat. And I've been, you know, it's a long flight. It's like a three hour flight or something like that. So we're sitting there and about halfway through the flight, I see an older lady, I, by older, you know, I apologize to my mom, but she was in her sixties, if you will. Um, and she came up and I saw her like talking to the guy, right? And she was talking to him and I see him like questioning her and I'm, I'm like trying to eavesdrop a little bit. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm like, okay, what is she doing? And I heard her say that the air wasn't working, you know, in the back, right? And so she's like, you know, kind of motioning like she's hot or something like that. Like the AC wasn't working. And so she's like, can I sit down? And he's like looking at her, like questioning her, like, why, why? What do, you know, I can start hearing him kind of like giving her a hard time. And in my head, I'm thinking like, dude, just move the stuff. Like he had his laptop there. He had something there. And he's like, I'm pretty sure dude didn't buy two seats. So I'm like, yo, it's just an open seat. Like, what do you care? So then she just was like kind of deboed her way and was like, you know, I need to sit down. Like I'm, I'm hot. And so she sits down. And I hear my man, now keep in mind, dude was drunk as all get out. Now I'm not in anybody's business. You're on a flight, you're grown, you can do what you want to do. But my man had like at least five, six vodka and coke or whatever he was drinking. And the only reason I know is because he spilled like two of them, right? My man was like, you know how you ever been on the plane? E, I'm sure you have with somebody who's like clearly getting sloppy drunk. And this dude was like definitely drunk, right? And so he's like still giving her a hard time after she sits down. And so I'm, I'm, I'm like, nah, me, you know me. I'm start, my blood is starting to boil. I'm just like, yo, what is the big deal? And then I hear him say, oh, well, if everybody's air is not working back there, what makes you so special that you get to sit up here? Mm. Now, dude was about my age. I say, mm, you know, mm, 30, I'm mm. 34. He looked like he was about my age, and he was good size. And so I'm looking at my man, and I heard him say that, y'all, and I almost jumped out of my seat and choke my man out. Mm. I, it took everything in my power not to start going off on this guy. And so I sat, I, I like, I, I sat there and Candace looked at me because she sees me now for like two minutes, just like I'm just all locked in on their conversation. And she's like, yo, you all right? I'm like, yo, my man being a jerk to, you know, this elderly lady. Like, and I told her, I'm like, and she's like, calm down, calm down. She could see I was getting like mad. So in, anyway, the stewardess ends up coming now the dude says, to, she says, to, she sees the lady sitting in the seat and she knows that seat's been empty all flight. So she says to the lady, she's like, oh, I'm sorry, ma'am, you, you can't sit here or whatever. And she's like, yo, I don't have no air. And she's like, oh, we fixed the air in the back. You can go, whatever. And she, he was like, oh, no, no, no. She said you said she could sit here. She said, I'm like, mm. so now I'm like, I'm literally biting my finger. The lady gets up and walks to the back and um, I didn't say anything. Now. I didn't say anything, not because, y'all know me, straight gorilla. I'm not at all scared of a confrontation. I was so mad and I knew my man was drunk. I was like, yo, I may have to just beat my man down on the plane. 
And I was sitting there, and I'll be honest, I was like, I was heated. The rest of the flight, it might have been like 40 minutes left. And I was heated, and I'm like, yo, I, I, I really wanted to check my man and be like, yo, what is your problem? But I was disappointed in myself because I knew I couldn't do it in a non-confrontational way. Mm. Like, I tried to calm myself down. I tried to breathe and just say, hey, you know, you probably could have just, you know, whatever. But I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, it's over. You don't have to say anything. And there's two things. One, I want to know from you guys, what would you have done in that situation? I always feel like that show, you know, that show on ABC, like, what would you do where they like set up a fake scenario and then see how people react to it? And everybody, mm -hmm. when you sit at home on your couch, you always like, oh, I would have grabbed my man and threw him down and whatever. But I'm on the plane. I'm like, yo, we on our way to an event. Everything's good. Like if I say something to my man in my head, I'm like, he's drunk. If he says something crazy back, like, or, or tries to get like aggressive with me and I start rumbling with my man on the plane, it's going to look crazy. And so I didn't say anything. And I was disappointed in myself because I was like, yo, you couldn't control your anger enough to have a civilized conversation or try to be civil with my man. But one, I want to know what would y'all have done in that situation? That's no question what I would have done. And two, I want to know how you keep your anger under control when you see something like that. Mm. I, this is all I want to ask is you want E.T. pre-baptism <laughs> or E.T. just recently baptized? Which I want both. Yeah, Tell I'm me just being both. real. It's nothing to talk about. Y'all know me. If I would have been on the plane and my man would have went off like that on homegirl and I would have been around, you already know me. I'd have been standing up. I'd have been in my man grill. We would have been going back and forth. I wouldn't necessarily care about an event. I wouldn't have cared about how things was going to go down, what people was going to think. I would have been in that moment, especially she elderly. Like, I don't know what it is, and it just might be me, but I feel like I've been blessed with a, you know what I'm saying? Like, when, I'm one of those kids who cares since I've been a kid. 100%. Yeah, I've just been one of those dudes that's like, feel like I got to take action. You know what I'm saying? Like, I see, you know, the elderly or children or somebody who's mentally challenged. Like, when my boys used to try to joke on, uh, the mentally challenged, like I wasn't playing that. I'm like, bro, I don't care how big you are. Right, like that's right. that's that's out of bounds, you know. So for me, I already know I wouldn't went off. The new E, I probably would have called an airline stewardess, and we would have done it together. I would have called her like, yo, grandma, you know, it seemed like she has some medical issues, you know, and we we probably need to attend to. I know you probably don't normally whatever. I'm a diamond medallion. I don't mind giving up my seat if that's what it's all about. Right, right. But I just and that's what I told my wife I was about to do, but then she sat down. So she sat for like yeah, probably yeah, 30, nah, 40 nah, minutes. You know ugly. what I'm saying? So yeah, like she she had the too. air. You know yeah, what I'm it saying? Y'all, this would have been a different type of podcast. <laughs> I would have been, you would have been recording. So E went to jail. <laughs> no, 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 for real. No, no, no. E, you think I'm I'm, I'm being oh, totally serious. Like, yo, my blood was boiling to the point where I wanted to like literally choke my man out. Like I stood up, I was by to stand up and, be, and my wife saw me and she she saw like my nostrils flaring like I was about to go all the way there and I didn't because like I said I didn't know how to control I couldn't just it wouldn't have been just like hey man you know you probably could have just chilled out a little bit because I'm like in my head I'm like yo he's drunk and if he say something out of line I'm not gonna sit here and act like I could just hold my composure and be all cool about it. And we in close quarters too, so I'm thinking I'm like having flashes like TSA mm. arresting me, taking me off the plane. We got you know uh, uh, I got a call e to bail me out. Like, how do you handle that though? Like like you you go tell the the stewardess that that really don't seem like. And then what the stewardess says? Oh, I'm sorry, ma'am, you gotta leave. Like you know what I mean? Like technically, what he didn't hurt her, he didn't do anything to right. her. So it's like, what could the stewardess have done? 
Like, stop being mean to her. Like, be for real. You don't tell me you're going to tell the stewardess. What's she going to say? Oh, don't be mean to the old lady. Like, she's not going to say nothing to my man. She's going to, he, especially since he in first class, she's going to tell homegirl, you got to get up and go to the back. Yeah, no, that's real. And y'all, I mean, I'm, I'm the opposite of y'all. I'm the dude that least likely to get into stuff. But, yeah, no, I said, like he said, man, when you got all the person, but, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm stuck, see. I'm just be real. Because what do you do? Like, even if she sit there, my man could continue to be a jerk. You know what I mean? Yo, my man looked, yo, when I heard, I promise you, it was like, you know how it is on the plane. Like, you got the AC coming, you got the engines roaring. So it's not like you can't just fully hear. But I 1,000% heard my man say, if everybody's air bro- is broken back there, what makes you so special? Mm. And that was the, I, I like, I, I literally... I was about to jump out my seat. And so, E, I need another answer. I need to know, what, would you have said something to him? What would you have done? Yeah, I would have said something to him. Yeah, I would have flat out. I'm, I'm getting heated listening to you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, I also, y'all got to understand, too, the other challenge is I'm 46 years old. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real. And, and, I, and I feel like, you see, he in his 30s, I felt like, Yo, like I'm in a, I'm at that age now where I can't, I, I don't have the patience to let ignorance pass like I might have a few years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm at a different stage. And 12 years from now, y'all don't know what I'm talking about when you get here. Right. But I, I, I just don't have the patience for, for ignorance, you know, and I would have. So you would, so you would have potentially let it, what if, it, what if my man stood up and was like, you shut the blank up. You ain't got nothing to do with this. Uh, I, and I would say I'm I just have saying that's where no, it was going to go. Said, e? I, I do. I would have said I do have something to do with it. Like you're at a place right now where this is an elderly lady that you are attacking. We don't know if she feels threatened by you. You don't know if she's sick. And if she stays back there, we've seen people on airplanes pass out. You know, we've seen people on airplanes, you know, have some emergency emerg- uh, medical emergencies. And, and she's not up here. You know what I'm saying? Because she just won't be in first class. She cannot breathe. There was a challenge in the back. So she didn't come up here on some um, uh, recreational stuff. She came here on some medical stuff. So we, we, we have to attend to it. Now, if I need to switch seats with her, like if you want her to sit in my seat and I sit next to you, but bruh, she ha- she's having some challenges, like calm down. And then if my man right, want to act right. a fool, like, yo, for real, especially you drunk, we c- I, I, I promise you, you my man spilled a couple drinks. Like, he was definitely yeah, no on question. his, like, fifth no, or sixth drink, I, I, and he I, spilled a couple. Yeah, like, I would have said something, see, because I'm going to tell you what I would have been thinking. My mother, you know what I'm saying? I would have been thinking, my, my, this is my mom you talking to. You know what I'm saying? And so right, right. once I would have been on, like you said, it's your mother's age. Like, this is my mama age. My mama's 62, yep. 63. Yep. Like, bro, you disrespecting my mom. Like, I don't know where you come from. I don't care what you going through. Drunk. Like, what I've discovered about drunk, and I ain't never been drunk, so I ain't no necessarily no scholar, but I've been around drunk people. Most drunk people are only still saying the stuff that's in them. They just feel comfortable saying it out right, loud now right, because they right, drunk. Right, right. So I, I don't think that an average 32-year-old who respects his elders is going to go off on the elder because he drunk. So you got right. some deeper issues. And for real, if you could talk to elderly people like that, like, it ain't hurting you that she's sitting there. It, it, somebody else would have bought a ticket, and they would have been there. You know, so not definitely would have so said something, I, I, and I'm grateful you weren't there. Let me ask both of y'all this. See, let me ask both. Are you willing to go there? 
No, I'm definitely right, that, and that's what, and that, that's yeah. what, in my mind, that's what it was else. gonna come down to. Yeah, I don't yeah, know nothing else. Like you said, if, right, I, I get it, E. Like, but I'm saying, and I might have started it. I'm just being real. Right. That, that, that's the crazy part, and the part I was disappointed in myself because I was so pissed. Like, yo, I'm talking about my blood was boiling. Like, if my man would have said, like, mind your business, you ain't got nothing to do with this. I'm right. talking about, I'm swinging first. Then where you go? Like, I was yep. in that kind of mood, and and I guess the bigger point is. I'm not necessarily asking what you guys were doing in that situation. I was disappointed in myself because you oh, guys absolutely. know, one, I worked on my patience, yeah. and two, and you, you know, and somebody and you told me a long yet. time ago, men respond, boys react. Yeah. And mm. so I wanted to put myself in a position to respond, but I couldn't because yeah. I knew I would have reacted. Yeah, so I was yeah. disappointed in myself. So, E, I want to ask you Come to just as... And get rebaptized. Rebaptized. You baptized. You baptized. People think I'm laughing when I say rebaptize. I'm not. It's not the outward thing that it was all about. For me, it was like I got to start all over again. And what it was about, see, was looking at the root of my anger, trying to see if it was something that I, I didn't acknowledge or address over the years and then my approach like you said so I'm just gonna be real we had a situation this morning where I met with Jim and I wanted Jim to see the building now I have used our uh, our sister facility to um, to do breakfast and my wife was like um, you know like the water source over there she doesn't feel like it's uh, adequate or up to par she's a registered nurse and so my wife was like don't do it you know what I'm saying? And I'm going to be real. See, I had already planned it out. His son, of course, has some uh, dietary concerns. So I was like, oh, okay, yeah, since he can't eat this, this, and that, I ain't going to lie. It don't even make sense to go uh, up to the breakfast spot. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a waste of time. Right, right. You know? Uh, so I was like, yeah, I'm going to get the griddle out. Uh, I'm going to do a, a couple different type of meats for him. I'm going to get some fruit in here for my man. He can't do dairy. A couple other things. He can't do bread. I'm like, what? What are we going to? You know, so where we go? You can't do the waffles. You can't eat toast. You can't eat this. I'm like, bro, it don't even make sense. You can't drink no chocolate milk, you know. And so my wife said to me, "Yo, don't do it." And Didi's a gorilla, and y'all got to do Chris Daniel's uh, assessment to know what I'm talking about. But one of the things that I'm grateful for that I learned about a gorilla is that the 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 the, the piece that Chris said that I thought was deep is that the the gorillas desire to control so I'm saying all right E if you if you with Didi and she a gorilla and you go gorilla it's only one or two things that's gonna happen with gorilla to gorilla and it's your wife like it's not that deep so I was like right. okay so Didi's saying it's a control issue and not that she's controlling it is a she feels like health wise we can't control the environment one it's not no kitchen two you ain't got like you didn't get uh, uh, certified by the state for the health board of whatever. It, it, I just don't think it's safe. And I ain't gonna lie. See, a couple years ago, a couple months ago, before baptism, I would have been like, "Yo, it's my idea. Why are you always tearing my ideas down?" And and the other thing about the gorilla is that they are about execution. So they don't necessarily like they're not necessarily uh, thoughtful about how they say what they say. So when Didi tells me it's not a great idea, she's not always sensitive about it. She's just matter of fact, mm -hmm. like it, it is what it is. And so I've had to get maturity and say, yo, she's not trying to be um, disrespectful. She's telling you, matter of fact, don't do it. And so I said to myself and I hit Carl up this morning at six and said, yo, Carl, I'm going to abandon the cooking idea and we're just going to go to the restaurant. 
And even though I know it's a limited menu, it's not limited in safety. And so no matter what my man eat, it ain't going to be that deep in terms of if it's healthy, if it's clean, whatever. So I've grown, see, and so I know what you're talking about. I've grown in that, yo, eat. first of all, you don't have to, because I got like a flamingo and then the gorilla. But the fact that I have flamingo means that the gorilla is secondary. So I don't have the, the, what do you call it? I don't have as great of a need to be in control like my wife. I don't have that greatest need. I can back off. So I was like, E, just back off, do it somewhere else. Didi's going to feel comfortable. She's not going to be worried about the whatever. But I'm just being real. See, eight months ago, I didn't have that. Eight months ago, you know, if I felt like I needed to argue a point, I'm not really thinking all those things through. So to your point, I felt like I could have de-escalated the, the, the situation. And even though I would have felt like I needed to check my man, I still would have gone in with the mindset of we're not going to fight, E. You're going to say this, you're going to say this, you're going to say this, and you're going to do this, you're going to do this. So I would have been chess playing. I would have been a couple moves ahead of my man to guarantee that whatever. So I feel you 100%, but I'm just saying when I say I got rebaptized, people joking and laughing. No, 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 I I know what you mean. I'm saying not you, but people are joking a lot. And I said to Didi the other day, we went to an event, I told you, and my man was kind of playing me, and I said, yo, E, is it worth, like, yo, if you say right. something to my man, and he say something back to you, so, so let me just tell you the truth, see. I'm walking at 3 o'clock. Y'all know how I do, Carl. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. Mm. It's 3 o'clock in the morning, and I'm walking, and, and then at about 3.45, I see a cop comes, and he's following me. 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm, I'm at the Western Hotel, Instead of going to the mall, see, and causing problems, I walk now outside the mall. I'm sorry, outside the hotel in the parking structure. But it's a mall, too. And the cop, I saw him, see, and the cop come up to me, is everything okay? I said, everything is great, sir. He said, no, is everything okay? I said, everything is great. He said, okay, what do you mean everything is great? I said, I'm out here praying. I pray every morning at 3 o'clock in the morning. It's a, a young man. He's like, oh, okay, cool. So then... What's his name comes out with me? Kendall comes out with me. And then as Kendall comes out, now they come back to me. Now it's a different officer, but oh, the yeah, supervisor. No. Both of y'all praying, I doubt it. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> Su- supervisor. <laughs> yeah, it's for something, see? So, so you got to understand that the old me is still present, but I've got to oh, exercise no the new me. Got to exercise the new me. So my man says... Yo, is everything all right? I said, bro, you, your, your last guy asked me, is everything okay? And I told you I pray. Now, this may seem weird to you that I'm up at 3 o'clock in the morning praying, but I'm not intoxicated. I haven't caused any problems. And if you've noticed, if you got me on camera, I have walked the same path. And so he says, I told you that, you, I, no, you can't be here. And so I started explaining myself. He said, look, I told you you can't be here. And then he gets Ooh. out of his little golf cart and he begins to walk mm. up to me. And I said, I said, I said, officer, is there a problem? Like, like, yo, I haven't done anything and you walking up on me. He said, I told you and I'm not going to tell you again that you cannot be on it. I said, is this private property? Jesus, take the wheel. I, and, <laughs> right, I, and, no, and, so, no. and so see what I said was, E, this your last one. Stop. I said, is this private property? And he said, I told you you can't be here. And so immediately I had to go with, are you going to deal with your manhood and the fact that he's disrespecting you as a man? 
you spent however much money to be at this hotel, you have the right to be here, or are you going to focus on this is 30 to 30 minutes to an hour of training and develop with Kendall and you're about to waste the training and development because if you keep at it, he's going to call in backup and they're going to put you in the car. Either you're going to go to jail or you're going to be in the back of the car explaining yourself, etc. And I said, E, go walk the street. You got Kendall with you. It's, it's not a, a not a situation of you don't feel safe. Get out, get off the mall property and just go walk up the street. And I decided to go walk up the street. So I know exactly what you're saying, C, but that's what I mean when the, the new E is saying, think this thing all the way through, E. It's not a, it, what are you going to gain from debating with a dude about this? When It's nothing. You got a conference tomorrow morning. To, I mean, that morning I had a conference to do. It's like, E, let it go. And so I let it go. So I know exactly what you're saying, C, but I have a different thinking, a different thought process. I've got some boundaries that I've set up that when I begin to feel the blood boiling just before we get to 212, it's not, you know, it's boiling at 212. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At 180, it's like, yo, E, back up. It's uh, not let getting Let me tell anywhere, you something. You know? I was so, at 312. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. at 312. Yeah. And I think that's the thing, I guess, you know, that I, that I guess you're hitting right on what I wanted to talk about because there's people out there, myself included, who when you run into a situation like that, you do just react, right? It's the knee jerk, somebody yelling at you, somebody going off, you know, it could be a spouse, a, a friend, a relative, or some, you know, a complete stranger. The, the knee jerk reaction says to do one thing. And for me, like I said, I was just disappointed in myself. And even to this day, like, that's what I wanted to talk about on the podcast. Like, yo, I'm still hurt that I just let my man slide on that. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, yo, was that my pride? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was an ego. Like, I wanted to, like, let him, shut him down. Like, I don't really know, but I could not compose myself enough to, you know, like I said, intervene in the situation or else it would have got ugly. And my wife was like, oh, I'm proud of you. You didn't say anything. And she didn't know, but I'm still stewing because I'm like, man, I should have been able to say something. But I think there's people out there, E, in, you know, certain situations, maybe pre-baptized E, who, you know, when something bad happens or when they go down to the DMV or, you know, when they get their car towed, like the first initial gut reaction is to just go off. And so you're saying that we all need to get rebaptized. Yeah, and I'm saying, yeah, we get to get rebaptized. And specifically, I'm saying it, see, because here's where my biggest challenge was. I felt like as a child, and I'm not saying I'm right, see, I'm not saying I'm right, bro. I'm telling you how I felt, what my perspective was. When I found out that the person who was raising me wasn't my biological father, I felt like from that point, and I started running away from home at 13, ended up leaving home for good at about 16. I realized when I got rebaptized and had to really sit down and do some self-reflection is that I felt like I lost control, see? And maybe every, every kid who grew up in a normal environment felt like he was, you know what I'm saying? First of all, like my biological father's not in my life. My mother made the decision that he not gonna be in my, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and she didn't necessarily make that decision, Maybe it was some of his actions that helped make that. I don't know. But I just kind of felt, see, when I left home at 16, like, yo, you telling me when to come in. You know, I can't do this. I can't. I had no control. And I became this monster, see. And as I look back, bro, man, my boys would tell you, man, I used to be fighting, bro. I look back like I was too small. We're not even talking about my height. 
I was just too small. I wasn't but a buck 45, buck 50, and I was in the middle of it, like, let's go. I would go to parties or go to events, like starting stuff, like, what you looking at? Let's go. And I didn't realize, see, it came from a place where when an officer said something to me or a professor said something to me, I would go and rage like the hawk because I'm like, yo, you trying to, you trying to, you trying to rob me of my control. Like you trying to dominate me. You trying to, so I'm getting into an argument or I'm getting into a, I'm at the grocery store and somebody cut in front of me. It wasn't the thing itself, see, that made me blow up. Now I thought it was because I had never done any real, the inability to self-assess. I wasn't really self-assessing over the years. I was just right. reacting. But I realized as I got older, like, bro, I'm a grown man. You just going to pull me over. I ain't do nothing wrong. And you just going to, you know, talk to me any kind of way in front of my kids. You know, I remember the movie um, Crash, where my man violated my man in front of his girl, and his girl was pissed because she like, you want you saw my man, you ain't going to do nothing. You know, so for me, see, it's like I feel like over the years I felt that, and then what I had to tell myself was, yo, E, what's, what's, what's the most important part? And I hate that this is a reality, but let my man know the deal or, or me driving off, see? Let my man know the deal and let him know, like, don't play with me or not getting in the back of his car and being able to do my conference. And, and I'm not telling you nothing has changed, see? I'm not telling you that there are times I still don't feel like, yo, bruh, like, you taking advantage of the fact that you got a badge. You're taking, a fact, you're taking advantage of the fact that you have a, authority over this jurisdiction right here. I wasn't doing nothing wrong. See, y'all know me. While, while yes, I might have turned green back in the day, but you know, I don't start problems. Like, I'm not the dude that just walking in the mall and be like, what's up, punk? Or, uh, uh, you look at you, you look uh, ugly. Like, I, that's not me. But I felt like there were cruel people or there, there are rude people or there are... Uh, disrespectful people and I felt like if you come at me with that I gotta put you in your place is what I felt like 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 you're not gonna disrespect me I'm not gonna be one of those people you talk to any kind of way and now what I'm realizing is yo E what's more important doing this conference or going to right. prison which and, and he wrong my man was wrong I didn't do nothing right. wrong I paid to be at the Western Hotel it's not illegal to walk up and down. It's not illegal. I didn't do it's nothing wrong with being up at three o'clock in the morning praying. It's nothing wrong with that. But it is something wrong, see, with not handling the the challenge like a man, or let's go further. Kendall says stage five is a mature man. So I will not be, and I look, I'm not confrontational, but I will let me say this. I'm not scared. I will not be backed up. Like I'm not, I'm not going to run. Like I, I wasn't taught like that. I didn't grow up like that. Like I don't have a problem with conflict. So, so baptism doesn't mean now ET is if somebody say something to him and he feels like it's out of line, he's not going to address it. No, that's not what it's saying. But I want, I'm going to be, I'm going to be very cautious, intentional and deliberate about how I handle it. So that we can get the best outcome. Yeah, and I think the, the, I think the two things that stand out to me. One, my dad had a saying when I was younger. Always say, "Don't." Uh, he, I'm gonna clean it up for the podcast because I'm not allowed to swear. Don't let an a hole make you an a hole. <laughs> right. Mm, he yeah. always used to say that. My dad had a few little sayings that stuck yeah. with wow. me. I promise. Wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one of them when I was a teenager, I say to Jalen and, and Kale every time they leave. My dad would is I, every time I walked out the door, he said, "Don't do nothing stupid." Right. And he also used to say, don't let don't let an a-hole make you an a-hole. So I try my best to live by that and not let because you don't know what people are going through. Right. Like you, you don't know what's on the other end. Like my man 
who was in first class, like, I don't know what he was going through. Right, right. My man might be drinking because he just got a divorce or, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't want to come down to your level, one. And I think the other thing is weighing the pros and cons in the situation, yeah. right? Like, okay, cool. You do this, you do that. What I probably should have done the second I saw it was an issue was just say, ma'am, you could sit here. I'll go back and take your seat. Mm. Like, but I, I, but I feel like I didn't quite get it at first, and I, it kind of caught me off guard. But like, I could have just solved that by being, you know, Kenneth ain't tripping. She was sitting there almost sleep anyway. I could have been like, ma'am, you could sit in my seat. Don't worry about it. If he, you know, is uncomfortable with you sitting there, you know, here, take my seat. And I would have went to the back, and maybe that would have been an even, you know, proven an even bigger point to my man. Like, whoa, I'm sitting here being a jerk. You know, because I don't want her to sit next to me and this guy just gave up his seat. I don't know. But at the end of the day, you need to weigh the pros and cons. But I, I think for those of us, and I think we all do. I know Carl's not saying much on this topic, but I know, Carl, there's times when you get hot and you can get angry at something mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of lash out. And I think he said it. We need to be mindful and really respond versus react. And I think when we get to a place where we can respond to things that happen around us, it, you know, we, we w once you're in a ditch, the last thing you need to do is keep digging. And I think sometimes, man, you know, we have a tendency to meet fire with fire or meet bad energy with bad energy. And e, you said it, man. Sometimes you just got to raise up a level and, um, you know, look at the bigger picture. Although it's hard to do, man. And I'm, I'm clearly not perfect. Absolutely. I'm still working on it. You know, I, I'm liable to go off on somebody in the grocery store if the time called right. for it. And I'm not even a go off kind of guy, but I know it's still in me, if you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I'm saying, see, the deep thing you're saying, though, what is the end goal? If the end goal is the solution, you know what I'm saying? Like, for real, what's the end goal? Now, oh, it's yeah. hard to think about that in the, in the moment, but mm -hmm. that's a process of us, pre like like you said, though, you went through it in your mind with the different scenarios, and you, you you said he was drunk, so that means you're processing, like, yo, he drunk, he might react this way, he this, he that. So, for real, if we can get mature enough to do that, like you said, and respond, it's back to what you said, respond, not react. You get to the point where, like, yo, I can see where this is going. Like, what's the big picture of this? Like, okay, lady needs a seat. Right, like if right. she just needs a seat and this don't need to like I don't want this to turn into nothing like you said she could have your seat she could whatever there's there are solutions to it that don't necessarily involve going there but it feel man it feels so much easier to just go there so no the Ooh, I th I'm I th trying to tell you the piece you said I'm is it though the solution you. yeah think about the solution you don't want to sit down the back of a car the day before a conference so the solution to that is shut your mouth and just go somewhere suck your pride up yes let's think about the solution man Right. hundred percent, man. Well, I appreciate y'all engaging me on that just because I think it's, uh, you know, just an interesting topic, man. I think it's interesting to find out like how people respond and react in certain situations. And I'm always fascinated by the human psychology and, you know, kind of like what makes certain people do certain things or say certain things or act a certain way or what you, you know, what would you do if put in certain positions? And I always, you know, I always been a bigger guy my whole life. I was always the biggest kid in class and, you know, biggest kid on the playground. And I always prided myself on like bullying the bully, if you will. Like I never let anybody get bullied around me. Like, you know what I mean? Like I remember coming from um, middle school, we had the, the West Side bus, which was like from the hood, would come to like the middle class neighborhood and pick up, you know, all the students on our bus. Now, all like, a lot of my homies, you know, eventually would ride that bus. But in sixth grade, I didn't know any of them. Right. And so they came over from, you know, a little rougher side of town where my dad grew, grew up and picked us up kind of in the middle class part. And my friends used to be terrified to get on the bus because they would people would, you know, obviously try to mess with them because they came from, you know, they didn't see them as being as hard as they were or whatever. And I promise you, I, after day one, I told them all at the bus stop the next day. 
sit by me and don't worry about nothing. I'm not getting ready to let anybody bully y'all. And that's always kind of been my mentality. And I wanted to stand up for that lady in that moment. But unfortunately, my own rage and you know my own inability to deal with my anger didn't allow me to do it. And I put my own selfish you know, kind of feelings above hers in reality because I wasn't able to stand up for her because I was ready to knock my man out. So, like yeah, I said, and, and man, see, just... And, uh, I, and let me add this. This is the flip side of that. And I just want to challenge people, you know, who are my man. I've come to find out in life, you know, that... Um, and, bu- and bullying is not what people think. You know, a lot of people think, you know, bullying is, um, you know... I don't want to say size or whatever. You know, I think it's a, d- a deeper issue. I think um, there are those of us who will get angry, see, with one group, but we're not going to get mad with the other group, if you know what I'm saying. You know, it's like selective anger. And I just want to challenge those out there, you know, whether, you know, who are in power. See, you talked about being in power. That's one of the things I'm cautious of. Like, bullying to me is not just about size, but sometimes it's about you know, power also. And I want to say to all my CEOs, you know, all of my, you know, husbands, fathers, mothers, wives, whatever, you know, we got to be cautious because there are times where we won't go off on one group of people because how we want them to see us, but we'll go off on our kids, you know, because, you you know what I'm saying? Because we have the authority to go off on them, but we'll go off on our wife, you know what I'm saying? Because you know, it's behind closed doors. And we'll go off on our employees, but we won't go off, you know, on the dude that's lending us the money or the board, if you will. Whatever your thing is, you know, um, you know that, that's not really my thing. My kids will tell you, you know, that my dad, the passion and the rage that you see him speaking with, like, and we do something we ain't supposed to do, he come with. I do it wherever. I realize I had to, <laughs> I had to let it go. Hey, um, my but, favorite thing <laughs> with E is, my favorite thing with E and his kids is they'll be like, Dad, you don't got to yell. He'd be like, don't play me like that. I always yell. Go watch one of my videos. You know right. I'm passionate. Right. <laughs> I said, don't, don't try to act like I ever talk soft. I'm not the doggone soft-spoken person. You know what I'm saying? I order my Chipotle in this voice. Yeah. So, I, but but what I had to do was say, "Yo, E, for real, you you can do this." You know what I'm saying? And like I said, I don't want to use the podcast as a place to you know really talk through you know all all the things I had to you know go through. But for me, for real, I did feel like, and there some of you out there with your rage, you don't feel like sometimes it is. And I felt like, and again, I ain't put my you know my business on the street, but the generation I grew up in, I promise you, they weren't talking. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It wasn't no issue of when you did something wrong. There was there weren't a lot of conversations going on. So for me, I kind of felt like, yo, y'all getting it easy compared to what I got to got through. You know, but then like you said, see, it's about the inability to self-assess. And can you take your game to another level? And so for me, that was my thing. See, like, yo, I grew up for real, for real. Like, I grew up in Detroit, like for real, for real, that experience. So when you're my height and my size, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, gotta, you gotta let people know, like, yo, for real, like, you might be beating up on folks and getting away with it, but like, that, it's not about to happen to me. Like, I ain't about to be running home. I ain't scared of you because you taller than me or bigger than me, like, whatever, you know? And so I think instead of shooting people, you know what I'm saying? Instead of, you know, being violent on that end, I kind of picked up on the streets that like, yo, we're going to get into it. I'm going to show you like, don't play with me. And as I became an adult, 
some of the some of the passion that I think has helped me to be successful. Some of it in certain areas, it is not as effective as that makes sense. And right, so I right. even had to say like, yo, for real, when you and, and I said this in church last week, when you have been successful at something, the hardest thing to do is to substitute that for the ability to go to another level of success. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's like telling Mike Tyson, his boxing style, it don't work. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't do that. But as we see, he kept doing it and did make adjustments. And eventually people got, if that's what you want to say, accustomed to it or were able to figure it out. What worked for him the first 30 fights didn't work for him the last maybe six, seven fights of his you know, career. So I'm just saying to those of you out there for real, like yeah, you got to get another go to yeah, move. You got to get another go to move, man. And yeah, screaming and hollering or going off like C said or, you know, or having that rage at 313 degrees. So like- let me ask you this. I know you got rebaptized, but real quick, because we got to move on to ask ET. I know you got rebaptized, but but you are already were a man of faith. You were already walking at three o'clock in the morning. What like practically did you have to change in your life? Um, to, to stop from going off like you used to. like And, and that's the crazy thing. Like I'm always worried like when we talk on podcasts, people are like, oh, he used to go off? No, he didn't. But in every blue moon when he would go off, yeah, now he's trying off. to only go off every two blue moons or three blue <laughs> moons, whatever, or never. But I'm saying like what what like, what like processes change? Because e, you've always been getting up walking and talking at three o'clock since I met you. So like, have you taken another level of prayer or do you, you know, no, 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 what's no. changed? Like, yeah. like give us some take, just give us one or two things we can go do today that will help us not to go off when we get pissed. The next I, time. And I said it a minute ago, you know, that what, what works for you at one point in your life doesn't always work. And I think what's, what's crazy see is, and Didi and I was talking about it yesterday. We were doing the, um, you know, the gorilla, the, um, flamingo, and the turtle and the chameleon. Didi and I were both saying the hardest part about, she, you know, she was like, you don't learn nothing new, really, from this assessment. Like, you, you don't find out, oh, I'm a people person. She said, but what's the hardest part is that it's you and you always think you right. You, you know what I'm saying? Didi was like, yo, the stuff that I do that's not right, like, she was like, the way I talk to you, like, I'm not real sensitive. She was like, in my eyes as a gorilla, the fact that I'm focused on results, that's good to me. I ain't really tripping on the fact that you are that you feel like you need to hear it a certain way. Like I'm a gorilla. I don't do that. So while you might be hurt when I say, Eric, don't do the dog on breakfast because it's a health issue. Didi's like, I've not thought about how much time you put into it, how close you were to it, whatever. I just told you don't do it because I know the results might not come out the way you wanted to. So just kill it. And I was like, yeah, DD, for real. We all think we're right. Everybody thinks they're right. And so what I had to do was say, don't think about it from your standpoint. Think right. about it from your daughter's standpoint. Right. You know? right. And Cause I'm going to be real. See, I, bruh, when it came to my kids, bruh, like I, I'm just being 100, bruh. I'm really, I, I'm, I'm, I think through what I do, bruh. I'm strategic. Like I didn't get to from being homeless, you know, and, I, and, and like not taking school serious to where I am today, just waking up by luck. See, like I really think things through. So the way I've raised my children, the decisions that I've made for them, like everything I've done, I've calculated it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, and so to have a 16 year old 
And I know we got to get to ask ET, but let me just paint the picture. No, no, no go you, for it. You got a BMW, bruh. You, 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 your college is paid for. I've helped you navigate through your class courses. I've put you through certain programs. You work for Michigan State basketball. You got all, you got whatever you need. Now, I ain't necessarily cashing you out, but you got the shoes, the clothes. Like, you, I, you don't want for anything. And then the one thing I do that you don't like, like, you about to try to crucify me for it? Like, yo, you won't put that much energy into, like, see, and, and I know he, that he don't get it. But I'm saying, see, how many kids go through school and don't have, okay, so what? You don't have no student loans. You don't, you don't owe for no books. You don't, you don't owe for no food. Like, you don't owe nothing. And I'm saying to myself, like, yo, bro, I, put, I, did all, I made all these sacrifices. I didn't miss a game. I didn't miss one of your games. I, I, I came to all your awards banquets. And you tripping because I'm fussing? Like, because I'm arguing? Like, I've never laid my hand. Like, I ain't never put the belt down and laid my hand. Did I whip my son? Absolutely. But I ain't never took my hands and we and that just bust him in his mouth. Like, I ain't never done that, see? And I'm like, yo, I've done a hundred things well as a father, and all you can harp on is the one thing I didn't do. And what I realized after I got baptized, see, was like, yo, E, that you gotta, you gotta shift, you gotta shift this because that one thing is pissing you off. And, and, and it was about to get to a point where my relationship with my son, where I was like, you know what? You're right. So if you want to argue about that and you don't, you don't, you don't want to recognize the other stuff. Okay, bet. All right. I'm going to wash my hands. And, and what the creator allowed me to do was say, yo, E, what you got to understand is when you're that good of a father and you are handling your business, it's like Tom Brady. You make one mistake. It's exemplified. When a right. dude, when you got a dude who, 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 who always throwing interceptions, ain't nobody tripping on my man because you constantly doing wrong. And I had to see it differently. And I had to see that one time when I did whip Jada because I had never whipped her before. And when she took it personal, I didn't see what she saw. I just saw like, yo, you, you disrespecting me now. Now you starting to, you starting to like go across. Like I, I'm not playing that. And for Jada, it was like, yo, my dad never whipped me before. She was like 16 years old. Like he, he did, he whipped Jalen like that. He ain't never with me like that. And so I had to turn around and not become soft. Like, I'm just going to be real. I ain't that kind of parent where I care so much about what my kids think that I'm trying to make them happy and I'm going to give them everything they want and they ain't going to never get disciplined so we could be cool. I'm not into that. But I did recognize when I self-assessed that Jada and Jalen are right, Eric. It's a better way to do it. And the 99 other things that you've done right don't excuse you from the one thing you're doing wrong. You're not excused from it. You don't get right. a pass because of all the other stuff that you've done. And what you've got to learn how to do is just discipline them. Yes, show them when they're wrong, but they're not three no more. They're 16, 17, now she's 18, and Jalen's 21. you got to do it differently. And, 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 and you talk about 120. You, I know it's going to be hard, but you must find a way to do it and do it in a way that they still may not be gung ho about what you do, but in a way where you know Eric is not is not as aggressive. You know what I'm saying? So you, so I don't know how to say it, see, but like let's say I was getting a 75, no, no, no. 76. You. Like you could get a you could get a 90 something. And so just 
Do what you got to do to get that 90. So it was hard, and that's why I felt wow, like I didn't get back to the worst, though, because your pride is just telling you, like, I'm talking about I did shot. all of this. Yep. Yep. Just give yep. me one thing. Yep. Let me go off every blue moon just yep. to get it out. Lord, yep. are you going to so hold my tr- feet to the fire? Yep. Hey, the tricky part is, done. I'm just thinking about it, E. Like you said, you believe you're right. So even, yep. I'm just saying, yep. how do you even cross that line? And see, forgive me, but this might have to go longer. How do you even cross that line? You're talking to your son, and you think you're right. He think he's right. Like, how do you even, like, what other way do you well, go about doing all, that? first of all, I'm feeding you and paying the bills. I'm right. Like, <laughs> no doubt. But right, you know what I'm saying? No, like, no, he no, knows no. he's right. You know you're right. You can see you've been alive longer. You can see what's happening. Like, you can see a path, whatever. How do you really cross that line Because I, I wasn't getting the results that I wanted. I wasn't getting the mm. results But I'm saying, what I options wanted. do you have? I didn't know what options I had. That's why I had to get rebaptized. <laughs> I didn't know what options I had. I didn't know. But I'm saying, see, I knew I needed to get baptized because what Carl was saying was there was a tug of war. Rebaptized. Yeah, I'm sorry. Say rebaptized. Yeah, there was a tug of war. There was something in my soul that was saying, yo, for real, this ain't right. But there was a part of my soul that was saying, yo, this one ain't on you, E. Like, and there, that was the other thing. See, it was like, I ain't trying to be funny, but when you're a flamingo, a part of your nature is submitting. And it's just like, yo, I had to submit the last 90 times. Like, ain't nobody else in here. Like, everybody else in here want to say, E, you wrong. But I ain't walking in here and hearing Jada say, yo, what? You know what, Dad? I was wrong. I'm not hearing Jalen say, you know what, Dad? About that, I was wrong. But it felt like, yo, I'm being ganged up on. Like, everybody's saying I'm, I'm wrong. And maybe y'all saying I'm wrong because y'all know I'm committed to change. So I was like, yo, what's up? Like, yo, this ain't right. Like, Didi saying you could do it a different way, and Jalen hearing his mom say you could do it a different way. So he, he definitely, he definitely all, looking oh, for yeah, a different dad, way. I don't think yeah, he's he looking for something different. You know what I'm saying? And, but but here's the deal: when I went to the three o'clock in the morning, see, I heard God say, "Yeah, you wrong. Yeah, you wrong." And so I'm saying to him, mm. "Then what else you want me to do?" And he said, "I want you to. I want. I want. I don't. I'm, I'm not going to tell you what to do. You know what to do. You just don't want to do it." You know what I'm saying? It's almost mm, like the mm, vegan mm. thing. I ain't stupid. I paid thousands of dollars to go to San Diego to meet with a dude who told my wife what she needed to do with her health to turn her health around. But my thing was, like, yo, see, like, you don't want to do it. It's your health. I ain't eating Popeyes. I'm just going to keep it 100, bro. I don't like Popeyes. But I'm going to Popeyes and get my girl what she asked for when I know better. But I don't want to fight with DD. We got a great life, bro. Why am I going to mess up my Sunday? You know what I'm saying? Telling you to eat some doggone chickpeas and, and, and sweet potatoes when you, 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 you like, you know what I'm saying? And God was like, yo, you can't, you can't keep getting her the Popeye's, son. And I know, you, I know y'all doing very, very good, but I, pro- I promise you if you, put, if you put a little discipline on her, you're going to go to great. But I'm like, God, she a gorilla. If I tell a gorilla she can't have it, it ain't going to do nothing but cause problems. Like, we're going to be fussing. Well, not to mention, then it's like, oh, what you think, I'm fat? Like, oh, Ooh, you feel like, what I'm saying? No Popeyes, yeah. no Popeyes for you, boy. I think you should eat a salad today. Oh, yeah, that's that going to go well. Ugly. You feel me? That's going to go well. <laughs> but after a while, see, it was like, yo, it's like what you said, see, with the, you looking at the lady, and you're, you was cool because you got off the plane with the lady. I live with Didi. I'm seeing Didi get, not being able to, you know, exercise or work out like she want to work out. And I know the trick and I know I got loot. I prayed for money to be able to do the organic and eat the fruits and not have to worry. I prayed for that and I got it. And the person who holding me up is the person that needed the most. This is the person that want to uh, get cheesecake 
and the person who want to eat like that. I don't even got to, I'm just being real. Like I said, I ain't going to be no vegan, but vegetarian ain't nothing for me. I, it ain't that deep. And, and But I had to say to myself, like, yo, E, why are you afraid to fight? Fight. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it was with my kids. Why are you afraid to take it to another level? And I'm going to be real. See, when I'm doing something by myself, which is why I like to be by myself. When I'm by myself, I ain't got no fights. It ain't no fight. Like, we're going to do it this way, and it, let's go. 3 o'clock in the morning, no problem. Now that Didi not working, right. 3 o'clock is a problem because she like, she's like, I'm trying to get some extra sleep. And I'm hearing you at 6 o'clock in the morning walking around. So I'm just saying what was difficult, see, was I knew what I needed to do, but I just was like, I've done this, this, that. I'm, you know, it's like I got money, see? I, I ain't never had, you know, money just to be able to live the way I wanted to live. And now you now we got to go vegan. Like, come right. on. Like, this is Crazy. the time where I could be oh, ordering splurge. stuff and doing stuff. Yeah. I could be splurging. Oh. And now you're telling me I can afford to drink six juices and put them all together. And I got to drink <laughs> water and I got to drink water in a glass. So here it is. I, me and you drinking it's water. See, we doing this. our thing. And now Sean going to come and tell us, stop drinking water out the plastic. You, drink you need to drink water out the glass. Bottle. It's like, what? They don't even hey, serve glass Big, Hey, water. Biggie said more money, more problems. Mm, yeah, so mm, that's mm. what it is. See, the struggle of when you've done all that you can do and it's not working, just 120% and, and you know there's another level stand. and you got to go that next level and you just don't yeah. want it's not that you can't do it but it's like yo I've been a good parent I've done right by my kids and God was saying yeah you can but come higher come higher son you have more in you and can I be honest see since I made the adjustments because I've been I went to my wife I ain't playing with it I went to, I go to Didi once a month and say all right boo I got rebaptized but do you see a difference <laughs> how am I doing Yup, she was like, yup, yup, you making improvements. You How know, do so, I look now? Yup, I go to Jalen and ask Jalen, okay, Jalen, I still have to tell you stuff, but am I doing it a different way, Jalen? But listen to me, parents. Don't think for one minute I'm saying I'm looking for their approval because I'm not. They're still my children, and they don't, I don't have to make them happy. They don't have to like everything I do, but I'm asking about the exchange that we have. You know, do they see that, yep, in, a, in, a, in an argument where we don't agree, do they see me approaching it differently? We still, I'm still going to correct you, chastise you, reproof. Like, we're still going there. You ain't going to do what you want to do when you want to do. I told my daughter, don't ever move back to my house. Once you go back to school after this, don't ever come back because you, 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 you're not fair. Like, you're not considerate of everybody else. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so me and your mom have gotten on Let's one page. Yeah, she's just not fair. Didi will be like, Eric, you know I'm a neat freak. I know you ain't on my level, but put your stuff up, wash your clothes, whatever. Jada got stuff everywhere. She's not making her bed. She leaving dishes in the sink. And I'm like, yo, I'm not mad at you. You young. But me and your mom got a perfect combination. <laughs> we, got, you know we got something going. And guess what happened? Oh, See, we got when, a good thing going when, on. See, when the bed messed up, guess what happened? Didi, oh, oh, Eric, the whole I can't believe Jada got the bed. We uh, need to, when the bed go? messed up, the other bed messed up. All the beds messed up. Oh, my God. The grown man gift is messed up. The grown man gift. So, hey, I just want to appeal to all our podcast listeners to kind of make sure y'all look up for me and see because y'all see what we got to go through on a regular basis like I ain't trying oh, to be no funny doubt. 
But y'all got a, a dude like E in your life, and he getting rebaptized and talking about the levels he got to grow to. And me and right. C over here, like, I'm what pastor, in the devil? Y'all ain't the pastor. Y'all, like, y'all exempt. Like, he ain't I even cussing. I, got, I still got to work on my swearing. You know what I'm saying? I got things so I'm trying to, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Work on working, us, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, unbelievable. But uh, and, yeah, and here's no, my problem, it. though, Carl. We do, we didn't talk about nothing. We were supposed to talk about today. oh nothing, but it's all good. We got <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just yeah. give me a footnote. Yeah, give me a footnote. You, hey, you got some stuff off your heart, though. We good. Yeah. That I didn't no, even know it, I was going to be getting no. off my heart. See, didn't even tell me we was going here. <laughs> no, it was important. It was hey, that's hey, you know what's crazy, man. Like that's why I love this podcast and being able to do this podcast with you guys because. This is the conversation that we would have just had amongst ourselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? In like you yeah. got, yeah. I, I'm just, you know, I'm glad that you know that's what we really try to do on this podcast is let you guys be on a, a fly on the wall because this is a conversation that the three of us would have in Houston, like walking around the store as our wives are shopping or walking in the mall. Like these are the conversations we have, and so um, that's why I wanted to bring that story up because I knew it would turn into something else. So hopefully you guys got something out of that. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully, let me say this. Um, see, I, because we went here, I do want to say to my parents out there, I, I, I'm asking you, because it's difficult to ask a 16-year-old to be mature. It's difficult right, to ask a 19-year-old. Right. So I know you're listening to me like, E, come on, E. And I feel you. Trust me. When, that's why I told you I had to take it to the water because it was a struggle, <laughs> you know. Uh, but I had to say no to myself, doubt. yo, Jada, 18 years old, 19 years old, like, if you have to take the high road, who are you expecting to take the high road? You know what I'm saying? No disrespect to my wife, but if it's between me and my wife in terms of making an adjustment, I get up at 3 o'clock in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been reading self-help books for at least 15, 20 years. I don't think Didi read one self-help book. Like, she might read Joyce Myers or something, you know, um, Joel Osteen or something, but I don't think Didi's ever read a self-help book. If she somebody, didn't read Secret to Success or uh, Greatness Upon You. She might have read <laughs> Secret to Success. Phenomenal will. She might have listened to the Secret <laughs> Success audiobook. I don't think she read it, but she might have listened to it just to make sure of what I said about her. Uh, that's the only reason she read it. Um, but I'm being real, uh, parents. Like, if you're going to expect somebody to go, and here's the other thing don't take it personal as your children are developing. Um, I heard a, a father tell me today. His father, uh, rest in peace, uh, he's probably in his 60s. His father's deceased. He says, Father used to tell him, as you're dealing with your children, don't think you're going to have the most mature, you know, thoughtful, much, uh, well thought through conversation with them, you know, at a certain age. He says that they're, they're, everything hasn't filled up in their brain yet. You know what I'm saying? He said, and what's that? Once it get there, and the, and the, and the father told me, he's like, well, I was trying to fill it on my own. But... He and his son <laughs> no for about, doubt. I think maybe Carl, three or four three, years, four years yeah. weren't really talking to each other. And yeah. it's so funny. The son said, we were talking about homeschool. And the son said, don't, Carl, don't you ever homeschool your son. I hated being homeschooled. And kind of talked to me and Carl about how he literally fell out with his father. Now, here's the deal. See, this is so crazy. His father homeschooled him because of a challenge that he had. He had a sickness and then he had a challenge based on it. And so his father was only doing it to protect him. So I just want to say, but, this, but here's what he said. Here's what he said. It was so deep. He said, me and my old dude so close now. And he was like, it was just at that age, 16, 17, 18, 19. I can't tell you what happened. But at 22, married, you know, and with children, 
Like, yo, me and my father have closest relationship in the world. So I just want to say to some of you, don't give up on the complete relationship because of what's happening right now. And, and I told the young man, I was like, yo, you don't get it. As parents, we're not trying to control you, but we are trying to plan your life so that it's the best life it could be. And some of the stuff that you went through, your father just didn't want you to go through that. And you end up going through it. I think he ended up having his first child when he was 18 or something like that, 19. And so the father was trying to keep him from being a father at 18, 19 years old, you know, with somebody that he didn't even know, you know. Um, and so I just want to say to the parents, this kid, man, I was so inspired by his story because like, yo, he came back, you know, he came back. So for those of you who have some uh, a wife or a husband or a child or a job that you're having some conflict in and you rage and you whatever, yo, mental health is so important and we'll have to talk about that at some point seeing more importantly stress is one of the leading causes of death and illness in our generation whether you believe that or not look it up stress is a major cause of illness death and so if for no other reason um, my wife said to me you need to back off of some of that you know just that rage or whatever it is she called it because she was like she didn't use that word but you know, we're going to use that word for now. She was just like, yo, I need you, you know, and, and if you're only going off every blue moon, I know your blood pressure is going up and you could stroke out. She told me once you could stroke out dealing with these kids, leave these kids alone. They grown. Let them make their own decisions. <laughs> we raised them well. You let them do what they want to do now and they'll deal with the consequences, every choice they make. But I need you. I need you. ETA needs you. This world needs you. And we don't need you to, to die over some stress. So I just want to say to all my parents out there, lose control. I'll talk about this later, but that was the second thing I had to do. See, I had to lose control and just believe that, yeah, my kids ain't eight no more. They're not four where you dressing them, you telling them what to eat, what time to eat, what to do. They have the information that they need and they either going to use it or they not going to use it and bump their head. And then they're going to come back to the information, you know, at due time. But all the stress, if you need to quit your job, I'm not telling you to quit your job. But if your job gonna send you to the grave, I'd rather for you to quit your job than go to the grave, you know, but whatever is the, the stressor in your life, deal with it. Don't walk around it. Don't ignore it. The elephant in the, in the room, deal with those stressors and get on the other side. Because I can tell you since I've been baptized, I don't even know how I said it, but somebody asked me how you was doing. I'm saying, yo, I'm on the other side of happy. I'm on the other side of happy and no, I don't always know what's going to happen but I know I'm at peace and I have a, I have a much more peaceful uh, experience dealing with certain things than I had before. So I just want to encourage you, man, take care of your mental health, take care of your emotional health. All right. Appreciate that. Let's jump in and take a few questions. We're a little behind schedule, but I think that's all right, man. That was powerful. So um, let's see. Hanson in Ohio said, Carl, with CJ and ET having such dominant personalities, how difficult was it for you to find your lane in the company? Uh, easy, because I just knew I had to stay as far away from the fighting as possible and do everything else. <laughs> no, no, being serious, like, no, literally, the, the beef that we had was work-related. It wasn't no beef, you know what I'm saying? There was never no beef in terms of relationship. The beef was, are we doing 10 episodes of TGM or are we doing 30? So, honestly, it didn't really change none for me. 
Like one C and E got them beefing about 10 or 30. Like we got to shooting the 10 or the 30, you know what I'm saying? So it never affected the direction that we went in. It never affected work. It was just like, hey, they're going to beef it out. There's certain issues that E feels strong about, some C feels strong about. But there's never something that stopped the direction that we were going in. So work still continued, man. So, yeah. Carter in Jacksonville said, guys, thanks for all you do. Just curious, E.T., what is the best and worst part of being a pastor? <laughs> I could answer it. The best, you take care of people. The worst, you got to take care of people. Say <laughs> <I know> <laughs> the first part again. The best one is you take care of people. That's a great thing yeah. to look out for, right. you're taking care of people. But the and worst the thing part, is... Oh, you're taking care you're of taking people. Care of you're people. taking care of people. <laughs> oh, man. You're taking care of people, bro. And uh, I would just add to that, that in between that, like when you take care of people, it's for a reason, you know, to get them to get to a certain place. And to see people going in circles, man, you know, it's hard to see. To see people with the same credit score three, four years out, the same, you know, financial situation, getting divorces, you know what I'm saying, having problems. Like, it's just sad, man, when you see people sitting under this type of love instruction. I'm talking about all of us, not, you know, just me as a pastor, those of us who serve the church, and just see some people not, you know, some people are getting it, but to see those people who aren't getting it, it's, it, it's, it's heartbreaking. Yep, got it. Um, uh, I'm sorry, Chad said um, he left a long one, so I'm trying to decipher it. He said, basically, um, actually, no, let's go with this one. Um, I'm sorry, this is Travis. He said, should I follow my heart or my head? Basically, it sounds like yeah, I'm trying to just condense this down. He's got a, a chance to follow his head and go with a job that's guaranteed pay decent or go with his heart and kind of do his entrepreneur thing that may not work out. So he said, and he said, have you, can you give an example of when you chose one of, over the other and how it worked out? Well, we so, did both. Head hey, over we heart. Did, we did both as long as we could, you know? We did both to as long, we did both until we couldn't do anymore. So yes, we were traveling the world, you know, whatever that means, you know, yes, we were doing the advantage and we were speaking and going to schools, you know, et cetera. So I'm just going to be honest. The three of us did. We did both as long as we could, and there got to a point where one made the decision for us. You know, it made the decision. It was not like we woke up one day and was like, all right, guys, in th 90 days, we out. It, it wasn't even like that. I think I put turned in my two-week notice in two weeks, but we did both for as long as we possibly could. So I wouldn't suggest you, because um, I had a girlfriend call me. She said, Eric, I got a chance to do this six-figure job you know, and then I got to do my speaking. I said, how many hours you working? She said, 40. I said, where you working from? She's like, well, some of it is from home. I don't have to be like confined to an office. So I'm like, if you're doing 40 hours and they're going to let you work from home and the person that you're working for, you got started, you know what I'm saying? Back in the day and you mentored them, why do you even have to choose? I'm sure that you could do that, you know, do that job and then use that job because it's in line with what she's, she's speaking about. So like what she was asked to do professionally and what she was asked to speak on was the same thing. So I'm like, you're going to draw experiences from your profession and you're going to get more credibility from people knowing that you have this C, I think it's like a CFO position or something similar to that. And I was like, yo, it, it, it's not rocket science. You do both. And when you get to a point where you're speaking every day 
of the week and you don't have time to do that responsibility, then you let it go. So for me, you do both as long as you possibly can. And then when you have enough opportunities, not money, but when you have enough opportunities where people are calling you, like somebody going to quit their job to be a speaker, bro, you're getting three gigs a month. You're not, <laughs> come on. Now, if you, you're getting 10, 15 gigs a, a month and it's going to require time and attention, then no, you don't need another job. But if you have not blown up in what you do yet, or you're not like doing it full time, then stick with what you're good at and what's paying you. Yeah. Yep. Love it. And um, yeah, so let's one more. Let's see. This was just a comment. Rick in Ontario said, CJ, I love you, bro. You do a great job on the podcast. Please bring back the negative comments. I almost flew off the side of the road laughing. <laughs> oh, I love him. Oh, no doubt. You see how he do us, though? I asked him that next week is he going to do it. No, we're not going to do it next week. It's going to be too much. Now we've never done it again. <laughs> no, we're going to do it again. I'm going to bring it back. I got to wait. Shout out to everybody who, who sends the negative comments. I actually saw a couple the other day. I thought about it and didn't have time to get them together. But, um, yes, I will bring that back for sure. Hey, perspective and, um, though, see, so I took it as not that she didn't do it. We just didn't get any more ne- negative oh, comments. No, That's what more. I took oh, no, it no, as. No, 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 no. <laughs> any, l- listen, anytime you're doing a service of any kind, there's going to be some negative. You know, I just, you know, he, he tried to post up a picture of some eggs. He was trying to eat healthy like eggs and spinach. Somebody was like, I got cheese on it. Like somebody, they going to find a way find to something. tear you down. Here, my boy trying to go uh, fake vegan and you trying to hate on this <laughs> right. swag. And what I said so. to my man when he said, I said something to my man. He said, oh, I thought you was eating healthy. I said healthier. <laughs> you know healthier. what I'm saying? Absolutely. I'm just saying. Well, did the Patriots come out and throw a touchdown on the first right. series? Oh, everyone, come on, bro. I'm like, nah, give me a bro, break, come bro. On. I but told you, out, I, I, I said it when we were in the mall, though. Shout out to that dude. Shout out to the person who's listening to this podcast or the person who comments on every little thing. Like, you got to comment something negative, just a little dig on every <laughs> picture. At, you, well, you know... Like, come on, man, save that. Like, go, just go live life somewhere. You, you love doing that. Shout out to you for being that guy. You keep us all honest. <laughs> um, real quick, man, we're going to go. Anything else? Do we got any announcements? Miami. Oh, Miami. Miami. Yeah, yeah, Miami's getting real close. Super pumped about that, man. Got the squad coming with me. Um, yeah, May. I'm sorry, May. Look at me. August 5th. August 5th. Yeah, August 5th. Um, we are in the building. For the thank God I'm married. You guys definitely need to come check that out. Willie's coming. If y'all haven't seen Willie do his thing at the marriage joint, my goodness, Willie has just been crushing it. And, of course, E is going to give you whatever is on his heart there. So, Miami, man, make sure you come out. If you're not in Miami, fly to Miami for it. It's going to be crazy, man. You need to be in that sun anyway. Um, And then also the cruise as well in March. Um, We have the cruise coming up, man. Phenomenal. Yeah, oh, yeah, sorry. D.C. September 2nd. Yep. yep. Um, so we'll see everybody in the DMV for the Stay Ready Tour. We got the fellas coming out. Somebody asked me, my cousin asked me, he was like, does, does every stop really get better or do you guys just say that? Oh, let and me I tell was you like, I was just going to say, see, Houston set it off. 
So DC, I'm just like DC. We know DC as like a strong ETA fan base. So DC, I'm telling y'all, y'all better come with it because Houston. But but that I I was trying to explain to her like he gonna do what he gonna do. Jordan gonna put up forty a night regardless. But I told I told what I was explaining to her is all the other guys are catching their swag big time and just learning. You know the the placement, the order, the momentum, the the energy in the building. It's just been crazy. So. Um, definitely, man. It has been better every single time. So uh, DC is going to be off the chain. That is coming September second. Second, yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll be out there for that as well. Um, let's jump in. Is that it, Carl? We can we That's can we roll? I feel like we've been on here forever. Um, real quick, again, man. Shout out to our sponsors. You guys know we have to read the sponsor stuff, man. And, and we appreciate all of our people who sponsor this podcast and keep us rolling. Um, man, they, they really show a lot of love. So um, our sponsor today was Jet.com. For 20% off your first two orders over $35, visit Jet.com and enter the promo code SUCCESS at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. See Jet.com for details. Jet.com. For 20% off your first two orders over $35, visit Jet.com and enter promo code SUCCESS at checkout. Jet.com. Terms and conditions apply. See Jet.com for details. All right, E, get us out of here on that nugget of the day, man, so we can get some work done. Hey, guys, you know you know what, for real. You know what to do. You know, you know what to do. I told you the challenge that I was facing, you know, with getting to this next la- level of uh, confrontation, you know what to do. I knew what to do, for real. I knew what to do, you know. Um, I might have been struggling with the how to do it. You know what I'm saying? I might have been struggling with the how. Some of you might be struggling with the how. You know what to do. And and I challenge you to go look up the how. Go to YouTube, you know, go get the books. Go talk to the elders in your community. Go talk to the experts. Look look at me and then, I, then just go do it. For real, Get, don't be weary. I was looking at something the other day that said, you know, how are you going to get tired with the footmen, right? You can't definitely run with the horses. And there are those of us in our money, we want to run with horses. The way we live, we want to run with horses. The way we dress, we want private jets. Like we want to live that life, but we don't want to put in that work. And so I'm encouraging you. That life can happen without, but not without that work. And so you know what to do. You know what areas of your life are functional, dysfunctional. You know, you know the areas in your life where you're doing extremely well, but there's still room for improvement. And so do me a favor. The stuff that's dysfunctional, handle it. The stuff that's functional, you can go to the next level. Come on, come on, come on. Get to that, get to that next level. But that area where you're doing well and it's a little growth, I'm challenging you, rise, rise, rise. I'm challenging you to rise to the occasion. All right, no more, man, well, I'm doing better than him. I'm doing better than her. No more, yo, we doing good. Yes, you are. But those termites, bruh, those termites are small, small, tiny insects that take, that take a fine eye to see. But those termites left alone in your house, man, they could eat your whole house up and tear your whole house down. So I know you're doing well, but don't let well Get in the way of phenomenal. Don't let well get in the way of the next level. It's going to be tough. You know, I always say if it was easy, everybody would do it. But look, you got what it takes. Make the adjustments and make the rest of your life the best of your life. Appreciate that negative today. E, y'all go to iTunes. Leave us that review, man. We love you. We'll see you next week.
I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home. You make this, you concentrate on this opportunity. You don't worry about tomorrow. You concentrate on this opportunity with all your might, with all your 